0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Injured List. I'm your host, Brian Scott. Thanks for listening. It's been a tough go at this podcasting thing since I started. I mean, to start a podcast centered around sports injuries, while there are no sports and thus no injuries, took a lot of cojones on my part, I admit. However, as I thought it through, who else in the sports industry comes at it from both the perspective of a fan and a healthcare provider? Not too many of us. So I felt compelled to get it started, maybe a bit premature, but I couldn't let this time pass without at least providing some insightful perspective on what's been going on with all this, namely the COVID pandemic. So as of this recording, the UFC has had events, NASCAR has had a race, and all the other professional sports associations are either planning or scheduling what to do next. This has become a monumental task as evidenced by the uncertainty with each new proposal. I fear that it will not get any easier as we start to reintegrate ourselves back into a normal functioning society. In order to plan a strategy to return to normal, first we should reassess our current knowledge of the virus. Probably the single greatest obstacle faced by these professional sports organizations centers around the ever evolving course of the disease. For a moment, just think about the amount of information that the general public has heard reported or printed regarding how COVID 19 is spread, what the symptoms are, who is at most risk who should get tested, when to go to the hospital, what's the best form of personal protective equipment. We've been told an abundant amount of information, starting from very early on. This was considerably overwhelming, not just for the public, but for the healthcare workers too, of which I am one. We continue to get daily updates, even more information that is ever-changing. Just visit the CDC website. Now they're alerting to the possibility that the pediatric population is more at risk. When initially... They were considered virtually unaffected. Elective surgeries have been allowed to resume. More testing is being done on all patients who are having surgery, regardless of exposure or symptoms. New tests have been developed and implemented. There has been some controversy about false negatives and false positive findings with some of these new tests, thus questioning some of the accuracy of the results and subsequent numbers being reported. As much as this confuses the general public, it has also confused many of us healthcare workers. We're asked to take our temperatures before reporting to work, monitor ourselves for symptoms associated with the virus, wear personal protective equipment both at home and at work, etc. We're considered essential workers. Yet we are not quarantined in a hotel. In some cases, our salaries have been cut. We've been mandated to cut back hours or use PTO. We've been told not to travel. This happens quite frequently in healthcare during these states or national emergencies, pandemics, Or other natural disasters to ensure that the healthcare system is available to care for those in need. At the beginning of this pandemic, we heard all about flattening the curve. And I was a proponent of that mantra, and I still am. I encourage everyone to stay safe, following social distancing, wait it out so we can expeditiously return to normal. Here's an example of that from my guest appearance on Devil's Advocate Sports Talk on Facebook Live, hosted by my good friend, Abe Delgado. This is a clip of an episode I did with Abe on March 17th, St. Patty's Day, just as things were getting started with this coronavirus pandemic. Take a listen to my thoughts and my opinion back then. and we'll kind of compare it to where we're at now. You know, there's a lot of panic going on. There's a lot of anxiety. What, what do you say about this whole epidemic? Well, so I will say this, and I think Tiffany actually summed it up quite nicely uh, when she was on the last segment there. Um, My initial reaction was not good either. Um, Being a healthcare professional, I thought there was a lot of overreaction. I thought there was a lot of media hyping. um, And I thought there was a lot of panic setting in very early on in this process. However, now that the dust has settled a little bit, I do realize that it it was the right thing to do. And kudos to the professional sports leagues um, for really taking initiative and doing their part and basically being some of the first groups and organizations to kind of get this dealt with and get things shut down, which is well Brian, I gotta say, you gotta thank Rudy Gobert for that because without him being infected, we'd still be watching NBA basketball games with no crap. Yeah. At least for a little bit. I think that would have been canceled anyway. Yeah, I mean the the crowds are the big thing. I I I could see them playing without crowds, but it really doesn't make sense. Um so I'm glad that they just shut it down altogether. Especially in the game of basketball. you I mean you're literally rubbing up against the guy. So it's gonna it's going to transfer. Somebody was going to get it. Well, we know that's going to happen anyway, regardless of what happens with this quarantine, regardless of what happens with shutting down all these restaurants. It's, it's going to spread. The numbers are going to get higher. The key thing, which I think people need to understand, is we need to flatten the curve. And you guys have, may have heard this expression throughout these news reports. And what that really means is we, we need to kind of let these cases and let these transmissions evolve gradually. If they happen all at once, and we can easily overload the healthcare system, and that's when we start running into problems where people start bringing right. really serious consequences and cannot get the care they need. So by by flattening the curve, we're giving the healthcare community a chance to really get a handle on this thing, get their testing you know, into tip-top shape, get everything really fine-tuned so that we can treat this and get over it. And we will. We will, people. I promise. It's not the first time we've had viruses like this spread. You know, H1N1 was not that long ago, um, to name one of many. Um, And um, we'll get a handle on this. Just hunker down, everybody. Sports will be back, and uh, we'll appreciate it more because of the time having spent away from it. You're listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit TheInjuredList.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Now, since this all started, we've done an amazing job at curtailing the stress on the healthcare system. Yes, some of the major cities, such as New York and San Francisco, Chicago, to name a few, were hit pretty hard. However, that only lasted a few weeks. And since then, they've seen a substantial turnaround with the number of discharged COVID patients and de- decreased admissions with COVID patients. The supply chain has caught up, and supplies are now making their way where they're needed. We've developed some more testing, have gathered more data on trait trends and treatments. We have weathered the initial peak, which is the most important point in managing this long-term. It's very similar to how we dealt with the H1N1 flu, which was back several years ago, which I was a part of. I think it is time that we start slowly getting back to normal. No matter what we do, we will see a spike in numbers once we get back into the kind of normal routine, crowds start gathering restaurants and businesses start opening. That's largely, largely due in part to exposure increasing, but also due to improvements and increasing frequency of testing. Now, I think sports plays a really important role, not only in the economy and the psyche of the American public, but it also in allowing us to develop an example in how we can safely return to normal functioning society and economy. People need to get back to work, pay bills, and be entertained. Many of the professional sports associations have spoken about quarantining their players and doing daily testing, et cetera. But I ask why, how does that help? What's the purpose? Okay. So you test them every day while they're quarantined. What does that accomplish? You know, healthcare workers are working on the front lines and they're returning home from their shifts and returning to their families. They're not getting tested every day. In fact, Most of us are not even tested at all in most parts of the country unless they've been to areas of high concentrations of positive COVID patients. Some are not even tested if they have symptoms. They're simply sent home for a two-week quarantine, usually on their own personal time off. So why does sport need to be tested and test their athletes every day, especially if they're going to be quarantined? I mean, if they test positive, are then going to quarantine them from the quarantine? What purpose does that serve? I mean, are they getting treated? Are they going to be part of some experimental treatment group? Are they going to be used as some sort of subject pool for data collection? Not likely. So what's the point? Well, here's what Dr. Fauci said that we should do to let sports resume. There's a way of doing that. Nobody comes to the stadium, put them in big hotels, you know, wherever you want to play, keep them very well surveilled namely a, a surveillance, but have them tested like every week and make sure they don't wind up infecting each other or their family and just let them play the season out. Okay. So no fans, I could not agree more. Test every player right before resuming all the games, before you get the season started again, those who test positive, they're out. If it looks like there's an overwhelming number of positive COVID amongst them, then it's probably best to just scrap the season. But this should all be done before any of the games start. If not, get the players, get the staff, the production crews in the stadiums with no fans while using personal protective equipment. Screen them, test them, and or quarantine them if necessary. Let them broadcast the games And then go home. Why should they be treated different than those healthcare workers who are taking care of the sickest of all COVID patients and are not being self-quarantined? If you do this in sports, you will have some sort of measurable control, at least. Shit. The UFC had it all planned out. All right? They had all these things in place. They did all this testing. Then Joe Rogan and Dana White walked in the ring with no PPE, touching fighters, shaking hands, strapping belts around the victorious fighters. And stand in toe to toe conducting interviews. I mean, if we're gonna do this, let's do this right. Set an example. They'd be the first major sport to return. They've not taken any accountability for it, which bothers me. They are not quarantined, so I don't care how many times you get tested. Why bother if you're just gonna follow the guidelines or if you're not gonna follow the guidelines? So, what are we doing this all for? I mean, they left the arena and they went home to their families. They flew in airplanes, they all traveled back to their locations. Apparently they got tested when they got back home too, but that doesn't mean anything. Like, what does that tell you? What's going to happen the next fight? I I just don't get it. Sad thing is, I don't think they get it either. I mean, take a listen to these clips of Dana White and Joe Rogan discussing the post-fight quarantine uh, regulations and restrictions they followed. Joe, all week the understanding was – that you would do interviews from an isolated area or the fighters would be given sanitized headsets and you'd do them remotely. You did them in the ring. Explain that decision. Well, it didn't make any sense to me if everybody's been tested and everybody's clean. No one has the disease. I've been tested. They've been tested. I want to see them. I want to. When I'm doing an interview with a fighter after a spectacular performance like Justin Gaethje's fight, I want to look at him in the eye. I don't want it to be some impersonal thing where he's you know, 100 feet away from me. Joe Rogan was interviewing the fighters tonight in the cage next to them, and he said on commentary multiple times that he wishes he, crew, uh, he, Anik and Cormier could just sit together properly. Um, why do, are they those guys spread out and then have them do, like, spots together and stuff like that? Yeah, you know, obviously there's this you know the whole social distancing and keeping people away from each other and everything um everybody here was tested you know the people that are still here we know are negative um i I don't know you know we're just trying to like like i was saying with morgan earlier we're, we're, we're still figuring this whole thing out you know this was the first one it was a success wednesday will be better saturday will be better than that and on and so forth well as you can tell from those clips uh, they obviously don't get it and i don't think anybody really gets it at this point i mean dr fauci warned a few days ago about opening the country back up too early so let us use professional sports with no fans as a as a start let us use it as some kind of template i mean it should be a gradual rollout just like it was a gradual quarantine our healthcare system has learned so much in a short period of time if we have not Had adequate time to prepare now for any additional spikes, then we haven't really done enough to use what we learned to prepare. Otherwise, let's just call it a season, prepare for next year, wipe the slate clean, reset all the stats, and let us give it all a go when it all is clear. Not sure if there's a right answer here. However, the longer we remain in limbo with regards to athletics and sport, the longer we have to dwell on it, the worse off we all are. (laughs) I hope I would provide a unique perspective on this for everybody. That's kind of the goal of this episode. I'm confident right now that we can get the NFL to, to go on as scheduled and go through their season in a normal fashion. Wiping out the preseason games is something that they actually talked about in the past anyway, so maybe this is a good way for them to trial that process. They have the best shot, I think, of any major sport right now to actually get going at their normal start time and complete a full season without being affected too much by this pandemic. They pulled off the online draft. It provided a sense of excitement and some return to normalcy for a brief period of time. Let's hope we can continue down that course and get the season scheduled as it's supposed to be, when it's supposed to be, and hopefully they'll be able to have things in order and have things set so that we don't run into any issues i'm afraid that if mlb nhl or any of these other sports come back too soon we may end up seeing spikes in positive tests among the athletes which may lead to a whole nother set of issues and prematurely ending the season Uh, nascar has taken the lead ufc has taken the lead they need to refine their work and polish their process right now but At least we have something to kind of go off of. So hopefully NFL will be able to follow suit and and perfect it even more. So as always, guys, I hope you enjoyed my content today. We're working on getting stuff out there. It's been hard with this pandemic for everybody, especially the small businesses. So one of the founding sponsors of our podcast is the Perkentile and Creamery. It's a coffee shop in Concord, North Carolina, run by my good friend Sean Colas. It's a 1920s themed coffee shop. They also sell ice cream and treats. And it's a great small business owned and operated by my good friend. So please, if you're in the area, it's not too far from Charlotte Motor Speedway, where they will be having some races upcoming few weeks. If you're nearby, stop in. Tell them Brian from the injured list sent you. Take care of them, as they've been taking care of us during this whole quarantine. In the meantime, Stay active, stay healthy, and stay safe.